This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Gama's Optiflex Pro Manual Gun uses power boost technology, which gives you the industry's highest charging power at 110,000 volts and 110 microamps, allowing for faster and more efficient powder coating. We're handing you more power, more quality, and more control. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode number 18 of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. Thanks a lot for taking time to join us. We really appreciate your support. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Biller, and with me is my esteemed colleague, sidekick, and the powder coating industry's own elf on a shelf, Nathan. He's powder coating research's formulator dude. yippee ki mother... We're broadcasting from the Powder Coating Research Group studios in Columbus, Ohio. Just so you know, the purpose of the Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, but before we do, shout out. I'd like to give a shout out, and this is kind of a collective shout out. This shout out goes to the leadership of women in the powder coating world. I'll give you a little bit of background on this. Back in August of 2016, I wrote an editorial column, and I entitled it 51%. You wonder, 51%, what is that about? Well, I lamented about the dearth of women in our venerated powder coating industry. I reflected on my decades of experience, and although women represent nearly 51% of the world's population, um, only... A few women could be found in powder coatings, front offices, laboratories, and production facilities uh, because these were all staffed predominantly by men. Well, fast forward to 2020, and the landscape has changed significantly. Um, Just look at the leadership of four of the largest powder coating producers in the world, and it's obvious that the glass ceiling has been shattered. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, Exalta appointed Shelley Bausch as their Senior Vice President, Global Industrial Coatings, effective January 1, 2021. So hats off to Ms. Bausch, as she is eminently qualified to lead Exalta's massive industrial coatings division. Um, she's had a great career thus far, spanning the coatings industry, including a stint at Carlisle Companies. Uh, where she led the Asia-Pacific region. And before Carlisle, she led the industrial coatings business for PPG in 2014 through 2017. And uh, before that, she spent 25 years at Dow Corning Corporation. I'd like to mention another prominent high-level manager in the powder coating industry. That's Daniela Vlad, who is the business unit managing director 
for Axo Nobel's powder coating division, uh, which you know, she's a business leader for the world's largest powder coating enterprise. And you know her background, she got her start in the industry at Shell Chemicals and moved into management roles at Philips uh, Corporation. And for the last 11 years, uh, she's been at Axo Nobel. Um, her steady and focused leadership has helped the Interpond team navigate the unexpected 2020 headwinds. Another fresh face in our industry leadership is Courtney Deemer. Uh, she was recently appointed as PPG's Global Business Director for Powder Coatings. She's been a fixture there since she started as a sales rep uh, in western Michigan back in the year 2005. And she's risen through the ranks in ever-increasing responsibility in uh, the heavy-duty equipment and uh, division and uh, the automotive parts and accessories uh, division. Also in the PPG fold is Shelley Verdun, who is the business manager, powder coatings. Um, I think that's mainly in North America. Um, she's been at PPG since 1988 and uh, started as a chemist and eventually um, transitioned into the global program manager for industrial coatings um, in powder coatings. Um, she also uh, capably serves on the board of directors for the Powder Coating Institute. The list of women senior managers in the powder coating industry would not be complete without mentioning Tabitha McLeish, uh, who's the global marketing director for Sherwin-Williams in uh, powder coatings. Uh, Ms. McLeish is another chemist who turned into a business leader as uh, she had previously spent 10 years as a senior scientist slash group leader for back when uh, Roman Haas had the powder coating um, division, which formerly of Morton and, and now Axo Nobel. So it's heartening to observe the seismic shift in new leaders in our industry. So congratulations to all the women who have risen to the upper echelons uh, in these global enterprises. Um, they paved the way for a more balanced and integrated management of our dynamic industry. And as we all know, the women leaders in the future will be standing on the shoulders of these trailblazers. Okay, now some news in our Guess What segment. Guess What? All right, this one comes from the International Paint and Coatings magazine. Adapta announced that they're launching a new anti-graffiti coating. They're calling it anti-graffiti HCR, which uh, stands for high chemical resistance. And the concept here is to use technology to counter vandalism and graffiti by coating structures of public utility, the, basically the first two to three meters of buildings from street level. And they're doing that by facilitating cleaning of the surfaces. This anti-graffiti coating can be used on public goods such as street furniture, train and subway wagons, buses, facades, door and window frames, and the cladding of public buildings. So based on their, their testing, they're 
pretty confident that this is going to be the best um, anti-graffiti powder that's out in the market. Because there are others that exist, but according to their testing, they're saying that it's really high-quality stuff. And you can find more info on that at adaptacolor.com. Sounds like good stuff. I think, you know, their their technology um, attacks the graffiti twofold. It's one, the graffiti doesn't stick so well because of its high chemical resistance, but also because of its high chemical resistance, um, it's very resistant to cleaning solvents, which, you know, just think about it could be white spirits or xylene, acetone. 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 Or uh, MEK. So sounds like real good stuff. All right, and here's another item from IPCM. Um, Ivonic announced that they're they're launching a matting agent for powder coatings. It's called Spherolex DP0115. It's a precipitated silica, and it works for matting powder coatings. So being a dry additive, it's not dependent on cure temperature. It will work across different chemistries and formulations. So it can be used for everything from super durable polyesters, clear acrylics, and get a consistent and uniform high surface quality um, with a matte coating. It also incorporates easily into the raw material premix and disperses evenly throughout through the extruder. And so it's, you know, uniformly distributed in the final powder. Yeah, you know, we've we've had a, a quick look at this uh, material in our laboratory, and uh, um, it does seem to give very good gloss lowering without uh, affecting uh, the melt viscosity or the texture of the coating. So it's it looks like it's pretty promising stuff. And being silica, it also should give it some more mechanical properties too. They say, you know, could have an, a positive effect on hardness, flexibility, things like that. In addition to just reducing the um, actual gloss measurement. One last thing about, you mentioned it's silica. And I think our, our listeners should be aware that this is not crystalline silica. So it's safe. It's safe to use. It's amorphous and the particles are spherical. So, um, Looks like it's uh, pretty good stuff. And finally, the European Coatings Journal reports that the call for papers is out for the Abrafati show. And that's the International Coatings Congress that takes place in September of 2021. And that's the one that takes place in Brazil. So the... Call for papers is open till March 10th, and they're looking for any kind of new technology having to do with coatings and focusing on technical and scientific presentations and less so on advertisements or blatant sales-type content. So if you want to check that out, abrafadishow.com.br. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that it's the 28th through 30th, which, you know what, um, the European European Coding Show has been rescheduled for the 14th through 16th of September, 
and our uh, powder coating summit is also in September. So it's going to be a, a pretty busy September. I think people are going to have to divide their attention. Yeah, I think most of the shows from the first half of the year kind of got crammed into the second half of 2021. So it should be pretty interesting. Yep, it's uh, these times they are a little strange. Okay, well now it's time for our question and answer portion of our podcast. Do you have a question? Ask Joe Powder. Well, you can ask him. Ask Joe Powder. He has the answer. That'll answer. Powder coding. It's the Ask Joe Powder podcast. Okay, and our first question comes from Shafiullah Khan from Pakistan. He says, Dear Joe, I hope this email will find you in good health and happiness. Here in Pakistan, the situation is again affecting with COVID-19. Schools and all educational institutes have been announced to close until January 2021. But we need your expert guidelines for working on some new projects in powder coating R&D. What would you suggest? Which segment should we focus to work on? Kindly share some ideas and hints. Thanks in advance. Hey, uh, Shafi Lula. Um, it's nice to hear from you. He's uh, a longtime uh, collaborator, not collaborator, but longtime uh, listener to our um, Ask Joe Powder um embellishments <laughs> embellishments anyway thanks for your message um you've got a broad-based question and you know as you can tell it's difficult to give you one answer so you know the first thing i would be asking you is what are your customers or or your potential customers looking for um and and what markets are they looking into um really the your main question is, where can some new technology or innovation solve a market and or customer need? I'll go over a couple, I don't know, a few that I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, you know, low temperature cure is always a good area to explore. And uh, as you know, the powder coating industry has been um, really trying to move uh, technology into non-metallic substrates, you know, and the big ones medium density fiber board. So, you know, that, that's some area, that's an area that you should, you should probably uh, contemplate. Um, you know, depending on what part of the globe you're in, you know, MDF is an important part of the furniture industry. Uh, so I would question in, you know, your part of the world, you know, is the furniture industry looking for alternate coatings for, you know, things like MDF? Um, yeah, I would I would talk to them and see what what they have to say. Um, the thing that's important in any kind of new technology is to get a good idea of what they're looking for, and this usually is embodied in a specification. Even if the specifications for maybe a liquid coating or some other product, you'll get an idea of what kind of stain resistance or heat resistance or or abrasion resistance or things like that. The other, you know, area, and it's kind of along the lines of alternate substrates, would be composites. You know, are people looking to powder coat things like, you know, composites, maybe glass-filled composites and, you know, things of that nature? Um, so would a, the development of a low-temperature cure product, um, you know, meet those types of needs? And, you know, when we're talking about low-temperature cure, there's two different avenues that that can be considered. One of them is thermosetting 
cure, which is usually coupled with infrared curing. Uh, and there's also UV cure powder coatings, which is you know, pretty specific stuff. And it typically involves uh, infrared followed by ultraviolet light or UV cure lamps. Mostly um, <laughs> focused on, on two-dimensional items. Um, so at least it's a good place to start. A couple other areas to consider would be uh, powder coatings with enhanced corrosion resistance. I know there's been a move in the industry for replacing two-coat systems where, you know, these two-coat systems may be comprised of maybe an epoxy-based primer followed by a super durable, outdoor durable, you know, powder top coat. Um, a lot of those types of customers would find it highly advantageous to have a corrosion-resistant top coat that eliminates the use of or the need to use a, um, uh, a primer. Um, last area that I'd kind of mention, and this is a sign of the times, but uh, antimicrobial or antiviral uh, powder coatings, that's an area ripe for development. Um, and again, I think you have to gauge your your customer base and your you know market to see if this is uh, of interest. I would imagine it probably is. So these are just a few thoughts. Uh, you know, get back to me. And let me know what you think. Thanks a lot, Joe. All right, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Gamma's Optistar all-in-one control unit leads the industry with a design fusing electrostatics and powder feed in one compact device. By combining the powder injector and control unit functionality into one device, you get the highest coating efficiency, fastest response times of powder output, and excellent cleaning performance. For more information about the Optistar all-in-one, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877 877- Four three seven six seven seven one, and be sure to mention "Ask Joe sent me." When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with Gamma. The Powder Coating Research Group is a proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. PCR is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from raw material evaluation formulating the next generation of coatings, new product development, testing, troubleshooting, training, and consulting. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or you can email Kevin Biller at kevinbiller at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. All right, what's our next question? All right, our next question comes from Dario in Bosnia and Herzegovina. He says, hi, Joe. We're a medium-sized company from Bosnia, and we have our powder coating line with phosphate chemistry. Our company produces metal cabinets for different industries. We have a specific problem these days with RAL 7016 fine structure polyester. After we coat the parts... Below the coating, we can see traces from the phosphate. These traces are very visible, and we often have to recoat the part. Can you help us solve this problem? Is the problem the coating or the phosphate? 
Best regards, Dario. Hey, Dario. Hey, thanks for your question. And you know, it seems like we're we're reaching our friends in the industry in Bosnia. Uh, it's great to hear from all of you. Um, yeah, it's funny you said, is the problem a coating or is it the phosphate? Well, if you ask the chemical phosphate supplier, they're going to say, well, you know, it's it's the coating. Yeah. And if you ask a powder coating dude, you know, I, I'm going to say, hey, listen, you better look at your pretreatment. So anyway, I, I truly believe you have a pretreatment problem. Um, and I think what you need to focus on here is uh, rinsing. I think that the issue has to do with not getting the uh, excess uh, phosphate off the surface. Um, and this could be exacerbated by the way your parts are hung. Um, they may not allow the phosphate um, and, and the subsequent rinse to completely drain off the part. I've seen this many times in the past. Um, it, you know, you end up leaving a trail of a high concentration of phosphate, and that high concentration of phosphate will telegraph through the powder coating, um, you know, as the powder coating melts and cures in your oven. Um, so I would look carefully at your pretreatment system. Um, and, and like I said, you know, examine the parts before they're going into the powder coating um, application uh, booth and uh, take a look around. See if these tracks or trails or defects can be associated with a, a, a way that the uh, chemicals and rinse are, are um, coming off of your parts. So I hope this helps, and please, Dario, let me know if you have any more questions. Warm regards, Joe. Okay, and one more question. This one comes from Abdullah in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. He says, hello, Joe. Hope you're doing great. We have a question as we have a powder coating workshop. Some of our customers brought us non-conductive parts and want to change their colors with powder coating. We cannot do preheating and fluidized coating bed. What other alternatives do you recommend in order to get a non-conductive part powder coated? Do you recommend using a conductive primer? Well, hey, Abdullah, thanks a lot for your question, and, and we do get this one from time to time. I would say absolutely use a conductive primer. Now, we use the term primer, and um, you know, depending on your, your vantage, it could mean different things. <laughs> one thing I would advise against, although you, you, can, you can look into it, is you know, a coat of paint. People want to go to powder coatings, and it does seem like it's a tough sell if you tell them, well, you'll have to use a solvent-borne conductive primer as your first coat to get conductivity. Um, I think there's a better path forward on that. Uh, what I would recommend is the use of a simple conductive solution. And, you know, if you go back uh, in the early days of electrostatic spray, and I'm talking about liquid spray, electrostatics, there was a product called Rands Prep, um, and I think the patents ran out, you know, a, a thousand years ago. But anyway, basically, this is a solution of a conductive material. Um, it's a low concentration, usually one to two percent, of a quaternary ammonium compound, and it's pretty specific. But anyway, a solution that. Uh, can, can be in like a, an alcohol-based or acetone-based type um, carrier. Um, 
apply that, it flashes quickly and it leaves a nice conductive surface on your non-conductive parts. Uh, in North America, there's a place called Chemical Technology Inc. Um, dot com. Uh, I got to believe that they have similar suppliers in the Middle East. So if you have any further questions, let me know. And I really hope this helps. Best regards, Joe Powder. Before we wrap up, let's fill you in on some upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. Okay, and a couple of these we already mentioned um, earlier on when we were talking about the news, but um, just run through these real quick. The Powder Coating Institute's Powder Coating Week is uh, has been moved to April. That's the one that takes place in Orlando. Yep, and it's SeaWorld. Uh... The um, combination of the Powder Coating Workshop, the Custom Coaters Association, and the... Um, powder coating technical conference the european coating show is in september um abra Fati, the brazilian international coating show that's uh, also in september and then we have the dsct focus show that's the 6th of may 2021 paint and coatings in Barcelona, Spain, that one is the 1st and 2nd of June, 2021. The Eastern Coding Show in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the 9th through 11th of June, 2021. And where can they find the uh, Astro Powder print column? For those of you who still use uh, the print medium, uh, you can find the Astro Powder Q&A in Powder Coated Tough Magazine, which is the flagship magazine of the Powder Coating Institute. You can find it uh, in Europe in PPCJ, which is Palmer's Paint and Color Journal. Um, that gets uh, published out of the UK. Um, you can also find it on Paint and Coatings Industry Magazine's website, which is PCIMag.com. And look under their Finishing Flash uh, tab. So that's where you can find us uh, in print and on the web. And you can find our show online at askjoepowder.com. And we recommend subscribing to the podcast. Um, we're on all of the major podcast apps, the Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, um, now we're on Amazon and Audible. That's a recent addition. And you can check out our YouTube channel and uh, our Twitter, which is AKA Joe Powder. If we didn't get to your question, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com. Or you can call and leave a message at country code 1478-2-ASK-JOE. That's one four seven eight. Two two seven five five six three. This has been a production of the Proud Coding Research Group. Our music editing and all the sound effects, things like that, it's done by Nick Page. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> and keep your powder dry.
Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gama. Are you looking for a solution to coat your most difficult products with no touch-up? Then Gama's dynamic contouring equipment is the right solution for you. Unlike robotic coating, dynamic contouring offers greater flexibility without all the programming hassle while correctly positioning each powder gun to automatically coat your parts. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GAMA. Okay, before we lap, before we lap up, <laughs> before we wrap up. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. Last episode of 2020, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I started in March, and I think I can safely say we were at least the second worst thing to happen between March and now. Yeah, well, hey, I, I take that back. We Nathan looked at our our ratings, um, feedback we get from uh, the different uh, metric uh, analyzers, I guess, and uh, we peaked at number two in the Netherlands for <laughs> Apple Podcasts for inane chemistry podcasts. Chemistry. Chemistry. Category, yeah. Yeah, I think we spelled chemistry wrong, and that's how... No. I'm just saying I think our podcast might be a super spreader. That's all I'm getting at. Hopefully. I, I know our sponsors would like that. Let me know when you guys are ready. Huh? Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Bring it, bring it up a little. Everybody ready for Christmas? Christmas, Christmas, Christmas.